MMA show. We are Bolo today. Well, for now, uh, my co well, the other host of this podcast, Carlo Valero, is in Thailand, uh, representing Team USA in the I. I can't even pronounce the freaking games, but uh, he's out there with one of his fighters from uh, Omega Martial Arts, uh, Matt Cox, who is an avid listener on the podcast. Shout out to Matt Cox and Carlo Valero out there in uh thailand we'll talk to carlo in just a little bit he's gonna go ahead and call in and uh, join the podcast um so let's get into a little bit of training Uh, today i trained today and i trained last uh gosh i think train today train on monday you know everyone's getting over the whole competition bug so a lot of kids um doing really good at the tournaments a lot of adults doing great at the tournaments as well uh, a lot of promotions, uh, which we'll talk about later on today as well. And um, feeling good. I mean, there's an, another Jiu-Jitsu World League that's going to be happening uh, later on in mid-June. So hoping to get on to that one. And um, yeah, going to start training real soon. And already kind of started training competition style. And uh, uh, I feel good. So let's see if we can get out there and have a good showing. I'm sure... Uh, my team and teammates will show out because that's what we do out in the uh, Jiu-Jitsu World League events. That one's going to also be held in Santa Cruz and not Stockton. It's going to be really nice to be able to compete a little bit closer to home than Stockton. So can't wait for that. Uh, stay tuned for more news on that. So let's just go ahead and jump into the fights from last week. You know, we had a little technical difficulties um, towards the end of our podcast. So we want to apologize for that. Uh, looks like um our yeah our recording got cut off before we can give a few predictions on the um Song Yudong versus Ricky Simone fight um so that was uh the ultimate fight night uh which number was it god I can't even ultimate fight night 223 song versus Simone and uh, Song Yudong taking a uh, submission, oh, not submission, TKO win over Ricky Simone. Um, Song Yudong, you know, I've been a huge fan of Song Yudong for a really long time. I actually picked against Ricky Simone. Actually, me and Carlo picked against Song Yudong. So we are going to accept our white belt of the week because we did pick Ricky Simone. Song Yudong just looked really good during that first round, was able to put... Uh, Ricky Simone on his butt with a really great shot, a really good counter shot. And um, you could just see that you know, Song Yudong's power was just really evident against uh, Ricky Simone. Uh, Ricky Simone, he just didn't really look like he was switching up on game plans. Uh, he you know, kind of showed his cards early on and was not able to uh, change his game plan mid-fight. I mean, he was kind of just doing the same thing over and over again, which ultimately led to his demise in round five uh, due to TKO. Uh, Song Yudong, just too fast, too powerful, uh, was able to negate pretty much all of Ricky Simone's attacks and uh, comes out with the win. I mean, just to give you some stats, uh, Song Yudong landing at uh, 40, uh, 47%, uh, 110 strikes to uh, Ricky Simone's uh, 64 strikes at 44%. Um, takedowns were uh, two of nine for Ricky Simone, obviously, and uh, zero for Song Yudong because he doesn't fancy himself too much as a grappler. Um, but great action uh, from that card. You know, Song Yudong looking like a really good top 10 uh, bantamweight. Not sure where he goes next because there are, you know, there's a lot of traffic up there in the bantamweight rankings with Aljamain Sterling, uh, obviously fighting this weekend as a champion. Um, 
going up against uh, Henry Cejudo, uh, but right under him is uh, one of his teammates, Marab Dvalishvili, and then at number two, Sean O'Malley. Number three, Corey Sanhagen. Then uh, number four, Peter Yawn. Um, Number five, Marlon Chito Vera. And then number six, Rob Font. Then you got number seven, uh, Song Yudong moving up a spot from number eight from last week. Uh, who would I want to see Song Yudong fight next? You know, I would sign up for a Peter Yan Song Yudong fight or Rob Font uh, Song Yudong or even Marlon Chito Vera. You know, he's coming off a, a loss. That would be a great fight. So, um, Big things coming for Song Yudong. Still a top 10 fighter. Uh, Ricky Simone, you know, doesn't really move much in the rankings, uh, taking a loss from Song Yudong. Ricky Simone's really young. He's got a lot of time to kind of develop and come uh, correct with this loss. And I uh, just want to correct myself from last week. Uh, I did say that Ricky Simone knocked out Uriah Faber. It was actually the other way around where um, Uriah Faber actually knocked out Ricky Simone. So my mistake. Um, so the that's kind of uh, the bantamweight rankings at the moment. So I would love to see Song Yudong versus uh, Cheeto Vera. That would be a really good fight. Um, who wins that? I think Song Yudong wins that. Um, other fights on that card. Uh, Kyle Baraglio uh, gets a submission win over Michael uh, Olesheczyk. Uh, Kyle Baraglio, Baraglio I mean, the guy's fucking huge. So fucking big, super young, coming off the contender series as well. Um, just looked really good. Uh, was able to negate a lot of Michael's striking early on. I think that's what ultimately led him to his demise. And Caio Baraglio pulls off a rear naked choke submission. And then we go to the next final on that was uh, Rodolfo Vieira, the legend Rodolfo Vieira, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu world champion. Rodolfo Vieira, Mr. Arm Triangle, Rodolfo Vieira. As you can see, I'm on his nuts. Uh, Cody Brundage um, did amazing work in the beginning, dropping Rodolfo, um, but Rodolfo gets, you know, gets the uh, Arm Triangle in round two. You know, Cody Brundage, he maybe showed a little bit of, you know, some signs of, uh, maybe made a mistake or something like that, but there was a point where Rodolfo was able to uh, try to go in on that arm triangle. He actually let go of it to make some adjustments. And you would think that Cody Brundage was able, would have been able to capitalize on that. But Rodolfo Vieira obviously is the master at the arm triangle. So great submission when he gets, uh, I think he gets performance of the night for that as well. Uh, Fernando Padilla versus Julian Arosa. Fernando Padilla versus uh, pulling off a TKO win by punches. Uh, Julian Rose is not having a really good stretch um, as of late, but Fernando Padilla putting Mexico on the map with a signature win. Uh, other fights on this, Coley Durden versus Charles Johnson. That was a good fight. Uh, Marcus McGee versus Journey Newson, rear naked choke. And uh, Jamie Lynn Horth versus Haley Cohen. Uh, Jamie Lynn Horst stays undefeated. Next, we're going to go on to the BKFC out there in Colorado. Mike Perry versus Luke Rockhold. What a fucking fight. Uh, Mike Perry. I mean, they might as well just call BKFC Mike Perry FC because Mike Perry, you know, he is somewhat of a complete, I want to say complete, but he is a mixed martial artist. He knows how to, you know, knows how to grapple, knows how to, Probably knows how to submit people or obviously knows how to strike, but I mean, this, this sport is perfect for him. Rook Hall, Rook, uh, Luke Rockhold, not so much. Um, if you look at some of the post um, fight stuff that he's put on on social media and even the post fight interview, man, he caught a really hard shot to the face, which ended up breaking a bunch of his teeth. And you can see on BKFC's Instagram, uh, some slow motion footage of Mike Perry breaking Rockhold's face pretty much because I think he suffered some broken teeth, broken jaw and, and a bunch of cuts and bruises. So do we see Luke Rockhold in BKFC? I don't think so. Luke, uh, Luke Perry. I almost said Luke Perry. Uh, Mike Perry uh, at the end calls out Conor McGregor for a face off. I don't think they fight. 
I honestly don't. I mean, Mike Perry probably ends up as a light heavyweight champion in uh, BKFC. Uh, not sure who he's going to fight to get that title, but anytime Mike Perry fights on BKFC, sign me up. And then we had the co-main event, which was uh, Chad Money Mendez versus the... God, what did they call him? The King of New... Was it King of New York? I forget what his nickname was, but Eddie Alvarez uh, looking like two people uh, enjoying their lives outside of uh, the USADA testing pool. Let me say this. Chad Mendez looked like a fucking ninja turtle. He was so swole, so jacked. Dude, his back looked like a fucking turtle show. Same thing with Eddie Alvarez. What the fuck are these guys doing? Looks like they're doing... All the TRT in the world, all this, I mean, I'm not going to say steroids, but I'm going to say all the enhancements in the world. Uh, great fight, back, a lot of back and forth action. Uh, Alvarez ends up on top and uh, Chad Mendez retires from combat, uh, combat sports and uh, rightfully so. The guy's a freaking legend. He's built an empire outside of sports and um, anxious. I mean, if you guys don't know, I think he started this like fishing and like hunting brand and it's doing a maze uh, other fights on this uh car there was uh, josh copeland versus ben rothwell uh that was a no that was a barn burner chris camozzi versus this other dude spawn great fights i never watched the rest of them but um bkfc doing the damn thing man put on some pretty good fights like i said you put mike perry on one of these fight cards Sign me up. I like how OnlyFans is one of the sponsors too. And we're joined with Carlo Valero. Finally, we get to speak to Carlo Valero right now. He's out there in Thailand for the, what is it called? It's the IFMA World Games, the Senior World nice. Games. This is actually the 30th. This is, I think, I believe the 30th anniversary of the World Games, if I'm not mistaken. And Competitors from countries all over the world, I believe 60 countries. We've got more than 2,000 Muay Thai athletes competing in different uh, divisions, uh, all so sorts of experiences here. You have like high level amateurs, you have high level pros. Actually, a couple hours ago, we were out having lunch in the athlete area, and uh, Simon Marcus was walking around, Whoa. and uh, <laughs> and Matt Matt got a little bit starstruck, and he was he was in the middle of a conversation, forgot what he was talking about too. <laughs> <laughs> nice man. And so everybody, it's a, this is a big deal, at least for us, and and this is actually. Uh, available to watch for free if anybody here nice. has the Olympic channel on their satellite or their cable, the Olympic channel is on there, or you could go to muaythai.sport.com or you could go on the IFMA channel on YouTube nice. and so it'll be showing it there so we could see some great Muay Thai from all over the world so uh, what, did I, what did I interrupt Sean? What were you talking about before I called in? So I was just breaking down all the fights and you caught me right when I just got done talking about uh, the Mike Perry, uh, Luke Rockhold, BKFC fights. Uh, just to give you, let's oh, just- Oh, so you're right, <laughs> right there. I give myself the biggest white belt ever. I called that one wrong. <laughs> I picked Luke Rockhold, damn. <laughs> no, nah, but it, I mean, man, if you, looked at, if you looked at some of the footage and you looked at some of the stuff that's online on Instagram, or whatever, uh, you know, it was, it was a little shocking to me that Rockhold ended up stopping when he did, but- I mean, if you look at the damage that was done, it's no wonder he was just like, you know what? This ain't worth it. Fuck it. I'm done. Isn't that guy a part-time model too? What the fuck oh, is he yeah. doing? Those teeth are <laughs> shattered. Now, so are you going to say he, now he's really, really part-time? Yeah, for <laughs> super, real. He's always super on the part-time tip on that modeling shit. I know. Dang, bro. Oh, damn. Well, that's it. That's the, that's a bare knuckle noise for you, man. That's what I'll do that. Do that shit too. Have you been getting any training in? Uh, just with the athletes. So they'll be training every day, especially for the athletes that are still uh, needing to make weight. Mm -hmm. All the athletes that are still like, say, say, for example, they're still live in the tournament. They'll weigh in every morning. Wow. And so you have to stay at your weight every morning. It's not like a situation where you weigh in once and the rest of the weekend you're allowed to fuck off. <laughs> but every, it's looking like everybody's good. Uh, um, I'm 
we're going up to the, we, where we work out in the athlete area and the gym area here at the hotel where all the other teams are as well. Uh, you know, it's, I guess like 90 degrees plus some humidity here in Bangkok. You still see athletes jogging around, some wearing sauna suits their entire training session. So hopefully all the athletes can make weight. They can make weight safely. And we're going to have a great uh, start of the games uh, uh, tomorrow, even though opening opening ceremonies today, but the competition actually starts tomorrow. So when, what time can we expect for this to start in, in California time? If you could, tell us well well let's see. you know we are 14 hours ahead i want to say so let's say for example tonight uh or later today the opening ceremony is at seven mm-hmm. so you'd be able to watch the opening ceremony during the late morning nice and the fights will happen throughout the entire day and i think what's good especially if you tend to watch most of your content through youtube we're talking to you young people. Yeah. Uh, if you go on the IFMA channel on YouTube, the fight should be posted there. Nice. So the Olympic channel, the IFMA channel on YouTube and MuayThai.sport.com, I believe also has a feed. So please support the sport guys. These are um, getting to meet some of these uh, athletes from other countries. I've met people from Sweden. I've met people from Chinese Taipei. I've uh, met someone from uh, uh, Israel. France, it, it's it's pretty awesome being in the same area with a bunch of athletes from all over the world. This is fun. This is really fun, John. That's awesome, man. So uh, we can expect the ceremony to start today, your time, correct? Yeah. Yes, that's right. 7 p.m. my time. So that would be, I would guess, uh, maybe 11. See, my math is terrible. Uh, <laughs> like maybe 11 noon or 1 p.m. your time. <laughs> like, yeah. So it's like, it's about noon right now where I am. And it's about 10 PM where, where you're recording right now. Nice. So put it, put it in your clocks, guys. Help us out. Help us out. And I want to, I want to give a, I want to give give a quick shout out to the people that I've been hanging out with here. Uh, uh, Jay, and you can find him at uh, J-A-I-R-I-S, Jaya Iris on Instagram. And also, uh, Meg underscore wash, who's a fighter for a wooden man in San Francisco. And of course our Omega martial arts athlete, Matt dot Oma, Matt Cox. We've all been hanging out, checking out some of the street food. We actually just got back from shopping at a place that specializes in Muay Thai gear. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I spent some money <laughs> putting putting some money into the Thailand economy. Nice. So I'm not mad at it at all. So anyway, I just want to give them a quick shout out. Uh, Meg is also Jay is actually doing photography for the U.S. Uh, Muay Thai team, Sick. and Meg is Meg is going to be fighting uh, for for the U.S. team in her division as well. So anyway, let, let's go ahead and move on to some other Muay, uh, MMA news. Yeah. What's what's on the agenda here next, uh, Sean? Uh, let's go into some news. Uh, All right. Some interesting news that I saw earlier was, uh, I think there was like, a com- I think uh, the commission out there in Denver, Colorado, I think they're having some issues with one championship's rule set because apparently, ah. they're, apparently they're going to keep it the same. So, yeah, I was going to ask you about that because the global rule set is different than the unified rules that are used in most MMA fights here in the United States. Like the global great. rule sets allow for knees on a grounded opponent, yeah. for example. Uh, what do you think about that, Sean? I think um, I think it's cool that they get to stick with the rule set. I think one of the uh, things that I think it's, it's called the ABC. It's the Association of Boxing Commissions. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're they say that for some reason that there's some sort of like loophole that's allowing them to do this and they can't really I'm, say anything about it. You know, there's like, yeah, I'm wondering about, I'm wondering what that's, what that's about, how they yeah. get around that loophole. Let me ask you something about this, Sean, since maybe you read up on it more than I did. Um, also on this real rule set for this one championship that's happening in Denver, are they going to score it the same way as they would, as if they were in Asia, like they, fight in its entirety or are they breaking up the rounds like like 10, 10 point must yeah are they using the 10 point must system i've been i've been only seeing that they're going to stick it's going to be exactly the same so they're going to do it okay score so the entirety yeah. wow that's interesting very interesting that's interesting 
I wonder if I, I wonder if if American fans who tune into this become aware of it, if, if it becomes something that they prefer or if they prefer the 10 point must system, I think that's something to be discussed in the future yeah. uh, for MMA in the United States. That's a, that's interesting. That's interesting. I didn't know that the, there was some attention there, but I do remember when I read about the global rule set being applied for this card in Denver, I remember being surprised. I, be, I remember being surprised, particularly because of the knees on a grounded opponent rule yeah. that they were going to allow. Do you remember when uh, Pride came to? Was it Vegas? Mm-hmm. They changed the rules. Oh, was it Vegas or I forget was it Vegas it was, or I LA? It might have been. Oh, you. No, yo, you're right. I think it was Vegas. The LA one was Affliction, I believe. Oh yes. Maybe I don't know. You know, I could be. I might not be remembering this correctly because it was a while ago. Yeah. But anyway, what were you saying? What were you going to say? No, just it was just weird how I remember. I think it was was it Nick Diaz versus Gomi. I think that mm-hmm. they fight here on U.S. soil, and then it was like, yes, you know, they have right. to stick to the old rule set. But um, yeah, very interesting how that's going to play out. Um, but in other news, uh, was there? Gosh, who's? I think it was I, uh, Bryce Mitchell. I think he he had to pull out of his fight this weekend. Oh, did he? Yeah. Did he get ill? Did he get ill? He got injured, injured? Uh, undisclosed injury. I think Diego, that kid, uh, Diego Lopez, is the one that's going to be replacing him. On okay. That fight. You know, it, it would have been interesting to see Bryce Mitchell still compete because he took his last ha- his last loss very, very hard. Yeah. He was talking about re- retiring and shit. So, <laughs> so well, interesting, interesting. Okay, all right. Uh, let me. Can I point out a little sure. bit of a news item here and get your thoughts on it? Yeah, you know, you hear a number of the rumors, but apparently, uh, Bellator is up for sale, and that oh, PFL. The PFL, the Professional Fighters League, is still in talks to perhaps purchase it. It's not for sure, but apparently conversations are still ongoing. What do you think of that? I think it's actually great. You know, a PFL, you know, when when ESPN signed on as one of UFC's broadcast partners or, or the broadcast partner for the UFC, um, at the same time, the PFL did as well. And the crazy thing was I was more inclined to watch PFL because it was on the same app as the UFC. So, you know, I've been mm-hmm. watching, I've been mm-hmm. watching most of the PFL shows and I do love their production and I do like, it just seems a little bit more prestigious than the way Bellator looks. So I wasn't surprised that PFL was, um, in talks of with buying it because I think they would really take care of it. And I think their talent pool, uh, versus each other would be uh, pretty compelling. That would be, it would be interesting. And if anything, it would help build up the heavyweight division for both of those organizations if the uh, purchase does truly happen. Okay. And in connection to heavyweight news, uh, Francis Ngannou, apparently uh, talks have stopped with one championship. Uh, but the, uh, the rumor, nothing, nothing uh, in writing yet, is that he's very close to perhaps signing with PFL, Sean. I mean, the stars kind of align. You know, uh, if you can't get into the number one organization, you might as well settle for number two. Uh, there was an interview that Chatri Sijitong and Mikey Musumeci uh, did on the Shab Show. and Oh, not Shab Show, The Fighter and the Kid. And... Chatri was talking about how, you know, he was pretty much on board with a bunch of the stuff that Francis wanted, but there were just like these weird things that didn't really have to do with money. That uh, I, I, The rumor is that there were certain things about um, that Francis wanted that allowed for some independence on his part. Does that make how sense? So As it, it, it sounds like he wanted to be able to do a bunch of other things. Yeah. Uh, and that maybe business wise, it didn't make sense for one championship. And so they decided to walk away from the table. Um, I'm not sure what that would have been. Maybe it's the freedom to more aggressively pursue a side boxing career as opposed to a one-off money fight. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we could only really speculate and and can only wait till Ngannou signs with somebody for sure before maybe he's willing to let the rest of us plebes know what was going on. Uh, So it's interesting stuff. Do you think that the longer he sits on the shelf, the the more farther he is away from his goal? Because if you think about yes. him talking about like boxing Deontay Wilder, that's obviously not going to happen anytime soon. And um, 
I think because Deontay Wilder, I think he's going to be fighting. I think he's signed up to fight Joshua, uh, right? Was that what I heard? Isn't Deontay isn't Deontay Wilder in some legal trouble right now too? There's a or lot did of I just misread? There's a lot of things going. Yeah, on. Yeah, so Deontay he might have some other things to worry about besides fighting an MMA fighter. Yeah, so that's obviously uh, off to the answer, table. To though, you, you know? Yeah, to answer answer your question, Sean. I, yeah, short answer, yes. So, uh, sports is the is part of the entertainment complex, and in entertainment, if you're out of sight, you're out of mind. And if Francis Ngannou isn't doing anything, it's his value is is ticking down month after month after month, where there's no big promotional push behind him. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. Hope, you know, we wish him the best. He made a gamble. He's betting on himself. And hopefully he gets not just the financial award, but maybe the, the personal re- rewards that he's been pursuing this yeah. entire time. So we'll see. We'll see. Best of luck to that. Uh, yeah. That, so that's all I have for news on my end. I think most other news that I know about is tied to the events coming up this weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where I'm coming from. Did you did you want to uh, go into UFC two eighty eight this weekend? Yeah, let's go ahead and uh, make our predictions for that. All right, okay. It's bantamweight title fight, the return of your boy Henry Cejudo yeah. challenging Aljamain Sterling for the bantamweight title. Just real quick, Sterling is a minus one hundred five favorite. Cejudo is a minus one fifteen favorite. So betting on either of these guys just does not pay off, guys. <laughs> <laughs> So short, I mean, like, what, how do you see this fight unfolding, Sean? You know, Aljo is such a polarizing figure, I think. The reason why I say that is because the guy's super tall, he's super lanky. You know, bantamweights years ago never looked like this. I mean, it's... Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, the closest thing you can probably compare it to is maybe like Jose Aldo, but just the, sh- the size difference already between, you know, Aljamain Sterling and Cejudo already got me thinking, you know, if Aljamain is able to negate a lot of Henry Cejudo's, you know, transitional wrestling and Aljamain ends up on top, it's going to be really hard for Cejudo to get him off, uh, to, to get Aljamain off. Now, I don't know how the three years off is really going to affect Henry Cejudo. You know, Aljamain had some really epic fights with uh, Peter Yan. He, you know, mm-hmm. he fought TJ Dillashaw. Um, mm-hmm. So he's been the more active fighter. And Henry Cejudo, you know, he's been on the shelf. He's had a child. You know, he's living that dad life. And, you know, we really don't know what he's been doing to, to stay in shape. I, I mean, the, the countdown show shows that, you know, he's been coaching and doing this and that. But, um, I'm going to go with, you know, activity and, and being active. So I'm going to pick Aljamain Sterling. I think, I think Aljamain has enough to submit him. So I'll say submission, say round three. Oh, damn. Look at you. Look at you. A submission in round three on, on Cejudo. So you think he could take the Olympic wrestler down? (laughs) I think, um, I or think, he'll knock it or he'll hit him hard enough. He'll rattle him and it'll lead to a submission. I think Cejudo's going to, you know, like Cejudo comes from that Olympic wrestling background and it's a lot of mat wrestling. So I, I mm-hmm. don't see Cejudo. I see him taking Aljamain down, but I just don't think that he's going to be able to hold him down. And there's going to be a sweep mm-hmm. or there's going to be one of those things where Cejudo shoots and Aljamain sprawls. And Aljamain ends up on top, and I think that's going to ultimately be the downfall. Maybe he takes his back, or um, he gets some weird Kimura or something like that. You know? Okay, okay. I, you know, I'm I'm rooting for Aljamain Sterling just because he's proven me wrong a number of times, mm-hmm. and he has this kind of awkward approach that makes it hard for other fighters to plan for him. Let me ask you this: You know, Suhudo has been out of the USADA drug testing pool for three years. So even though technically he's been inactive, do you think he's been rebuilding his body through uh, certain pharmaceutical uh, uh, innovations? Most definitely. (laughs) Most definitely. Okay. So do you think that'll come into play and to actually, so do obviously you don't think that'll help be enough to help him in this fight? No, I don't think so. Okay. I like that call. I like that call. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with you. I don't know. I don't know if Sterling will win by, a submission, but I think Alger- I think Aljamain is just going to be rangy enough and awkward enough where Cejudo just can't get a flow going yeah. in terms of like a barrage of an offense that he's used to. So I'm a I'm a pick Aljamain Sterling to retain the bantamweight title. Nice. I like it. I like it. I like it. 
what do you think about this co-main event? I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this because of the repercussions. Bilal Muhammad versus Gilbert Burns. These are two fighters that you and I have talked about a lot in the welterweight division, yeah. Sean, especially when it comes to welterweight title contention stuff. The winner of this fight, this basically guarantees that this winner will fight the winner of Leon Edwards versus Colby Covington, which will probably happen later this year, Sean. Yeah. Uh, just real quick, Bilal Muhammad, a plus 105 underdog, which isn't much. Gilbert Burns, a minus 125 favorite. Who you got? You know, it's this is going to be also another case of, you know, it's actually not a case of being active because both these guys are pretty active. Gilbert Burns um, coming off a win against Jorge Masvidal. Bilal Muhammad coming off that amazing win off Sean Brady. This fight mm-hmm. was put together literally in five days. They didn't even have enough time to put these guys in the countdown. Um, so... I'm very anxious to see what happens with Bilal because, you know, there was uh, Ramadan recently and um, mm. I don't know how that affects his his weight. I know that they tried to set this at a at middleweight initially, but this is also going to be a five-round co-main event, which is uh, very surprising Inc- to me. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. So, uh, I think it's going to come down to wrestling and grappling. Uh, Bilal Muhammad has great wrestling, but I think his hands are just a little bit more refined as, as far as, um, skill set is, but Gilbert Burns does pack more power. So if that's, I think he has that's a scrappy gonna, approach. Yeah. yeah. Gilbert Burns has a, a scrappy approach with his power punching. Yeah. And I have a feeling that, you know, he's going to taste that power and Bilal is going to have to shoot at some point or clinch up. So I'm going to go with Bilal. I think he's going to probably grind him out. Uh, you know, as long as he's able to uh, stay away from all the power shots, I think uh, Bilal can pretty much cruise to a decision and hopefully get his title shot. Wow. Wow. You know, I think I like this play by both of these fighters because they've just essentially put the UFC in a bind uh, where whatever happens with this, the winner of this cannot be denied the next title shot. That's a great you know what I'm saying? Great point. And, and it's almost, and in a way, I, I almost feel like both of these fighters took this fight because it's almost like they want to take away Colby Covington's title shot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if something happens to him, it's like they're going to jump right in there and show <laughs> that they're going to be active. And that, you know, they've been, they've been on winning streaks. They're the ones that are active right now. And so, so I like it. I like it. I'm going to go actually with Gilbert Burns. Nice. Uh, just, be, just, um, not for a particular technical reason, uh, but I think Bilal Muhammad is only just now showing signs that he could kind of hang with the elite of the division, but he might not just be quite there yet, whereas Gilbert Burns is there. So I think my, my view is like, you know, Bilal Muhammad is looking up at people like Gilbert Burns. And I don't think Gilbert Burns is the kind of person that fights down. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Gilbert Burns on this and we're going to bet some reposado on it. How you feel? I like that. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, what do you think about this strawweight fight? Jessica Andrade versus Jan on Yan. Uh, Jessica Andrade minus 180, 190 favorite. Yan a plus 160 underdog. Who you got for this one? Ooh, this is a good pick em fight, I think. Um, Jessica Andrade down a weight class again. Fighting on strong mm-hmm. weight, uh, 115 versus uh, Yan Jianan, straight up out of China, training over there with, at Alpha Male. Um, you know, I think it's going to come down to range. I think uh, Yan Jianan has some really good striking. Is the power yeah, is yeah. the power on her side? Of course not. Jessica Andrade is uh, a tank, and she hits like a Mack truck. That's a good point. So I think if Yan Janan can keep her distance and use her jab and keep her at bay, use some tapes and front kicks, I think uh, Jessica Andrade is going to have a tough time trying to get in. But, you know, she can change all that with a few punches. But, you know, Jessica Andrade, she swings a little bit wild and wide sometimes during her uh, exchanges. So if Yan can counter good and counter quick, I think she can get the finish. I think she can go round two. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to go with... Jessica Andrade on this one, the experience and the strength, uh, even though Jan's got the speed and snappy front limb attacks that she's successfully uses a lot of times. Uh, an interesting side note to this story, I'm, Jessica Andrade is going to change her uh, what type of wardrobe she uses inside oh, the cage yeah. because... If you remember, if you remember in her fight against Aaron Blanchfield, she she got submitted by a rear naked choke. 
Uh, but one of the things that may have contributed to her giving her back to Ernst Blanchfield was that top. Andrade might have been distracted by her top and her almost popping out of her top. So now Andrade will be wearing a t-shirt for this fight instead of a sports bra. So we'll see if that makes any difference, especially if there's any grappling exchanges that happen. Uh, I know Sean's hope, hoping, hoping for the grappling exchange. Please pop out. Please pop out. You creepy bastard. <laughs> How about those guys that wear their cup during jujitsu practice? On the outside of their gaze or their board shorts. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen those yet, but I bet you it's coming. I bet you we gotta it's bring coming. back the Valley Tudo underwear. We have to bring back the Valley Tudo underwear, dude. Come on. Hey, I'm not gonna do it, but you could you could you could go ahead and do it, Sean. <laughs> You're the one getting ready for a tournament. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any, any other fights on UFC two eighty eight oh, yeah. that you're looking forward to? So uh Mavsar El Evloev, that's the one I was talking about. Uh Bryce Mitchell was mm-hmm. supposed to be uh the one fighting on that card. So um and then we got Kron Gracie doing the yeah. damn thing versus Charles Jordan. They didn't do Kron Gracie any favors with Charles Jordan. Charles Jordan fancies himself a really good striker. Crone has had some issues with some strikers. Uh, but mm-hmm. if Crone gets this to the floor, it is done. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's like, it's a countdown to the end. If he could get the takedown, you know, you know like the rub against most jujitsu athletes is that their takedowns aren't very good. Uh, yeah. So we'll yeah. see what Crone is. We'll see what Crone has been working on. We'll see what Crone has been working on. Yeah. And then uh, we got Drew Dober versus Matt the Steam Roller Frivola. That should be a uh, fight of the night uh, written all over it. Always love seeing Drew Dober. Uh, then we got Kennedy Zanchuku versus Devin Clark. And K- I mean, obviously the sickest name in the freaking game. Chaos Williams versus Rolando Bedoya. And then Marina Rodriguez. Chaos Williams. Oh, yeah, dime piece fight, as you like uh, to call no, it. No, <laughs> no, there's no dime piece fight. But former oh, title okay. challenger Marina Rodriguez versus uh, Verna Jandi Robo, which is, you know, she's also a uh, former um, Jiu Jitsu world champion as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So good stuff going on this Saturday. Yes. Um, there is no uh, Bellator this Saturday, but there is, you know, and you alluded to it earlier. There is a one fight night 10 in Denver, Colorado. Uh, Demetrius Johnson versus Marius. Number three, <laughs> to settle it all. Um, who you got for this fight, Jean? Shit, man. And, it, and it's under the global rule set, so they'll be able to knee each other in the face when they're grounded again. You and if I, you guys don't know yeah. the backstory between these two, uh, Marius won the first one by kneeing Johnson in the face while he's on the ground. Johnson won the second one, kneeing Mraz in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, so something's about to get. Something's going to go down. Oh, man. I don't know because Adriano Mraz, he's huge for the weight class. He's big for that weight class. My yeah. God. And then Demetrius well, I, Johnson I remember is I, just so small, man. Fuck. I, I picked I picked Mraz on the last fight, too, but Demetrius Johnson made me look like an idiot. Yeah, but did, did you see the first fight though? When Adriano was kicking, he was you know he was scoring, and I felt like it was really mm-hmm. uncomfortable for Demetrius. I didn't think that and, Demetrius and closed fight, the distance Demetri- like that, you know? Yeah, I think he figured it out in the second fight. Demetrius Johnson, one of the things that make in my eyes makes him an all time great. It's not just the athleticism, but in this a lot in his past fights, you could see the ability to make mid fight adjustments. And uh, in the second fight, he totally made that adjustment to close that distance. He used like a lot of shifting footwork to kind of close in with behind his punches yeah. and score big. Uh, so come on, make I, I can't make the Let's pick. Go. It's fucking hard, man. Because I know I'll make the pick. I'll make the pick. Go for it. All right, I'm gonna go with DJ, the older nice. older statesman. I think this is gonna be his last one. He's probably gonna announce his retirement, win or lose after this. <laughs> Uh, and, and, uh, you know, he gets to retire on us soil and he's not going to, re- he doesn't want to retire like on a loss, man. He's going to, he's going to pull out all the stops. You're going to see some vintage Demetrius Johnson stuff here. So I'm going to go, I'm going to ride with DJ. I'm going to ride with DJ too, man. I think he needs this storybook <laughs> ending and needs to move on with his life and 
fuck fighting. He's he's got a great Twitch stream apparently, and he's yeah. sponsored like hell with by gaming companies. Let the motherfucker yeah eat. get that money, baby. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. What what other fights on this card looking forward to? Again, you know, one championship, <laughs> folks. So you got MMA, you got Muay Thai, you got kickboxing, you got submission grappling. Yeah. You know, what, what are you looking forward to, Sean? Tell me so, what you're looking forward to. There's like a buffet of MMA, of, of buffet of combat sports on this night. I'm looking forward to this poor Edgar Tabarez versus uh, Rateng Jitmong Nong. Dude. Oh, Rod Tang. You think, you think Rod Tang will just walk through him? This is a, this is a Muay Thai fight, guys. This I mean, if you look Muay at... Muay Thai rules. I'm looking at Edgar Tabarez's body, and that's like... <laughs> that's what I'm judging it on. He looks pretty out of Dude. shape, man. He has a name, okay? Look at his eyes, Sean. Look at his, his eyes. And stop looking at his breasts. I don't know, man. <laughs> if you look at Rod Tang, he looks like a 50-year-old man with all that knowledge. And then you look at Edgar Tabarez. He looks like straight out of middle school. Poor guy. Well, I'm I'm super, okay, I'm gonna call out this one because I know you're looking forward to it. Uh, the young young star Stamp Fairtex versus Elise Anderson in MMA. Um, what do you think about this one? I think Stamp takes it. I think she's uh, proved herself to be a uh, really good anti wrestling. Does, she have, an, does uh, she have enough grappling in her to kind of avoid getting really in trouble in there? I think she does. I mean, I don't think she has the the submission defense, but I think she's cognizant enough to get to a comfortable position. Not, not like mm. doing sweeps or anything like that. But if she's like on side control, she knows how to get to fucking half guard, you know, like she just, she's got that knowledge. I think, um, you know, her camp is really good about getting her prepared for this, but Elise Anderson can, you know, really put a halt on the trajectory, uh, somehow by, Maybe negate. I mean, dude, she's if she's gonna try stand with stamp, it's gonna be a tough go. But um, I think still stamp takes it. All right, all right. I you know this one I just don't know. I just don't know. You know, stamp is Agreed. a talent, but but there are certain just techniques that can be just above your own talent at that time. You know, and MMA evolves so fast as well. If you're just not on it it will fucking dust you. Yeah. So I know Stamp the past few weeks has been spending time in, in Colorado. With Nung different, Siem. Different tight trains. Nung Siem <laughs> the last week. The, the week before, it was uh, Coke Chanawat. Yeah. He, he, he uh, spent a week with her. Um, he left his, uh, no, he didn't leave, but it's, uh, um, he's, just so you guys know, Coke Chanawat's had a school in New Jersey all this time. Yeah. So, um, took a break from that, I guess, or has it, or it's being looked after while he was gone too. So, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, what else is, what else uh, are you looking forward to on this car? Uh, there's looking, a couple of circus shit going on. I'm looking forward to the submission <laughs> grappling world championship. Who the fuck is the other guy? Anyway, Mikey Musumeci. Oh, Mikey Musumeci. He's, uh, he's actually homies with my boy, uh, Taylor Ninjik McCorston out there in Vegas. Uh, so Taylor's actually with him right now in, um, okay. In Don in Denver, and he was just doing some free rolling on on uh, Taylor's story. And man, Mikey is such a fucking wizard. I think, you know, this guy from Yemen, Osama bin Laden. I'm kidding, Al Marai. I think he. Wow, wow, <laughs> <laughs> guys, look, welcome to the last episode of the Mikey me. podcast. <laughs> I didn't know his name was Osama. Hashtag canceled. <laughs> you should legally change that. anyway <laughs> i think mikey mikey takes he, out. he's allowed to have his name yeah uh, yeah um, dude mikey's just on he's another level at, at especially especially at his weight i'm super curious in the future uh outside of one championship if mike mikey would do like a super fight for adcc against someone like hella heavier you know what i'm saying like an open weight yeah thing against like like what would you think about someone something like like a Mikey Musumeci versus like <laughs> a Nikki a Nikki Rodriguez a Nikki Rodriguez oh something God. like that. You know I, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well there was some tape on him. Uh it was on Instagram where uh he was in a gi and he was going up against I guess the absolute division and he was going against this guy that was like 400 pounds and ended up winning or something like that. Oh, I think I saw that, saw I saw that, that right? footage. So I mean I saw that footage. You know, that would be amazing to see him in, in other uh, promotions of, for professional grappling. But from what I've heard, he's pretty happy because he's making a ton of money over there at one championship. Well, he's making a ton of money. He's, he, he's a star for them. They let yeah. him do what he wants. 
I think just in a selfish way, you want to look at Mikey's techniques, which are amazing. And you want to see, well, how would it translate against a bigger opponent? Because that's a, one of the things we love about jujitsu, right? It's how some, like a lot of these techniques, if you pull it off at the right time, at the right moment, it can, it works like magic regardless of the size of your opponent. Yeah. Uh, so that's just, that's just a selfish part of me that just wants to see a little bit of that. So, but you're right. He's balling. He's balling. Who can hate, who, who can hate on that? Who can hate on that? How about Super Sage Northcutt making his return after getting his face broken? Oh, yeah, that's right. He's fighting at middleweight, correct? Yeah. Lightweight, actually. Yeah. Oh, so that means... Oh, is he fighting at lightweight? Lightweight means 170. Uh, oh, for their division. You're right. You're right. Okay. Um, how do you think he's going to do this? A long time off. I'm, I, I don't know much about his opponent. Give him a can. Okay, so that... Do you think, though, it's been some years, you know, Sage is not as young as he used to be. Do you think Sage changes his style to be more uh, technical, be a little bit more fundamental, or is, do you think we're going to see the wild, hyper-athletic attempts at spectacular stuff that we we used to see from Sage Northcutt back when he made his MMA debut? I think we're going to see a lot of flashiness. I think he's got okay, a lot of Okay, so you can't change a guy. Energy. He's got a lot of like <laughs> a, a tiger can't change its stripes. <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot of like bent up energy in there and he he's been wanting to fight All right. his, his brother-in-law is Raymond Daniels and he's you know Raymond Daniels is killing shit right now and uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this poor guy Ahmed uh Mujtaba, I mean he's probably going to get spin kicked kick his head off or something. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh man. But that's, that's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. Uh, nice. I'm going to try my best to stay up to date on everything. Uh, they have my schedule planned out pretty thoroughly, but there is a lot of downtime on some of these days. So hopefully I'll get to watch some good fights. Yeah, man. Uh, what's the rest of your week looking like, Sean? Uh, you know, I just have a couple gigs coming up and then, uh, this weekend is my son's last soccer game. So we're going to be doing that. And, uh, just to give you guys an update, you know, my son has finally kind of taken in the whole jujitsu thing. And, you know, the other day there was a promotion because a lot of the kids did really well at the tournament, uh, out there in, um, Stockton. And my son saw a bunch of his teammates get promoted and I think that really triggered something in him uh, towards the end of the class. Dude, all the time with kids, man. All the time with kids. So towards the end of the class, he was like, uh, he's like, do I get a belt? And I go, well, you have a belt. And he goes, how come they get new belts? And I go, well, they come in and train, they work hard and they show results. So all you got to do is keep coming, try your best. And I guarantee you're going to get some stripes or you're going to get another belt. And that's all he's been talking about lately. So hopefully that cool. kind of... Uh, Throw some, some, you know, some, some aggression in the mix. And he starts, you know, I mean, from what I've heard, because uh, my wife and I kind of alternate our classes sometimes. And okay. uh, his double leg is actually looking pretty good right now. So, man, uh, these young kids, man, that's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. Hey, real quick, speaking of bell promotions, and I, I kind of smoked this, uh, our last recording, but. Uh, two weekends ago at the Hapkido USA, we actually had a belt promotion of our own for a few of our black belts. We had nice. two people uh, do a demonstration and got promoted to fourth degree black belt. I want to shout out Mr. Edward Chang and to Miss Savannah Young. Uh, they've been training really hard for it. And our school promoted two black belts to fifth degree black belt. So they are now masters, nice. recognized masters in Hapkido. So I want to shout out Master Carlos Barrios, who owns Barrios Martial Arts in Potrero Hill in San Francisco, nice. and to Master Jack, Master Jackson Chin, who is like, I think, how old is he? He's like 55, 56. He's already retired. So all he does is hang out with his wife and train martial arts all day and uh, take classes at City College. Jackson, Master Jackson Chin is my hero. So congratulations to you for. Hapkido USA is very proud and very lucky to have you guys as part of the family. So I just wanted to put that out there because I completely gapped it last week. I've been gapping a lot of things. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nice. And I think that's going to do it for us tonight, guys. You know, thank you, Carlo, for joining us all the way from Thailand. Hopefully we can get you uh, get you back on here next week around the same time. And hopefully everything yeah. goes well during the opening ceremonies. And man, I can't wait to see Matt fight again. And guys, next time I'm on, hopefully I could give you guys a more comprehensive view of what goes on out here. The, the training, what the event is like. Uh, what the Muay Thai is like from all over the world. I get yeah, to watch it yeah. and give you a little bit of, of a more behind the scenes look of what's going on here. So, but thank you for having me, Sean. Thank you for accommodating me at this time, uh, recording this late. I really appreciate you, bro. Yeah. Make sure you uh, record a bunch of video, please. Cause I want to see I'll Carlos in depth. eye of all of this stuff that's going on over here, man. Guys, my, my Instagram is hotkey one. I've been putting a lot of stuff on my story. Nice. Uh, and so, Sean, thank you for saying that so I could shout out my Instagram, number one. <laughs> but also number two, so I don't immediately erase whatever I record. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, guys. Don't forget to share it and don't forget to like it. Uh, again, you can follow us on our Instagram or our social media is mine. is Sean underscore Pierre underscore. And yours, Carlo, again. Hopkey one on Hopkey one on Instagram, folks. Don't forget to check out Magala Jiu Jitsu out there in San Francisco, uh, Fight Culture out in Daly City, and Omni Movement out there in Hercules. I am currently in Bangkok, Thailand, but hey. usually I'm at Hapkido USA in San Francisco. Hey. We're with Coheldo Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and our Golden Pizza Muay Thai team. And oh, speaking of our Golden Pizza Muay Thai team, see, make sure I didn't gap this. A couple of our students yeah, last weekend participated Ted, participated dude. in yeah participated in uh, the Muay Thai Development League in Emeryville. Ted um, got two matches in. Nathan had his first match ever. They did great. We learned a lot of things that we could build on for them and for the rest of the team. So shout out to those two. A shout out to Coach Rocky for uh, being chief cornerman, running point on the the endeavor nice. so thank and thank you to all of our teammates and students that came out to support and also shout out to pacific ring sports in oakland and sama martial arts in Pinole. a lot of great fights happening this weekend guys and don't forget to watch out for uh the loudest corner man in uh in the game oh my Carl god Valero, <laughs> over there on uh the youtube <laughs> so uh let's we'll see let's oh look my out god. for that international guys. You can, oh yeah, watch out for an international incident I'm going to cause, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, guys. Be safe. It's a little windy and rainy. You're not missing anything out here, Carlo. It's shitty out here. So, take care, guys. Right. Have a good night. Peace. Peace.